my name is Mariam and welcome to another episode of Sacred Music Spotlight. The piece of the week this week is Bach's Ein Festerburg ist unser Gott. Ein Festerburg ist unser Gott translates to a mighty fortress is our God. The forces are SATB choir, SATB soloists and an orchestra made up of strings and oboes. Ein Festerburg is a cantata. A cantata is a piece of music for voices and accompaniment from instruments in multiple movements and often involving a choir. This cantata was written by Johann Sebastian Bach, but later on his son, Wilhelm Friedemann Bach, made some edits to the score, adding on trumpets and timpani. Most of the piece is actually based on the last movement of the cantata. I'll explain why in a little while, but let's listen to the last movement now. Listen to the melody and remember the melody. It'll come back many, many times. movement of Bach's Cantata ein Festeborg ist unser Gott. You're listening to Sacred Music Spotlight with me, Mariam. The key that this cantata is in is significant. This piece is in D major. I've talked about the significance of D major in Baroque times before, but I'm going to talk about it again because it has a special application in this cantata instead of any other one. Trumpets in the Baroque times were not the same as they are now. Baroque trumpets could only play in one key because they didn't have all the valves that modern trumpets have. Most trumpets at the time were manufactured to play in D major. If a composer in the Baroque times wanted their music to sound triumphant and victorious, they'd want to put trumpets in it. If a composer wanted trumpets in their piece, they're going to write a piece in D major 
because that's the key that most of the trumpets were playing in. Therefore, if a composer wants music to sound triumphant, the piece would be in D major. Although Einfesterborg didn't have trumpets in originally, until Wilhelm Friedemannbach added them in, having the music in D major would have made Baroque listeners consciously or subconsciously make ties with trumpets and the feeling of victory. Now why is this important here? We've had D major in the Vivaldi Gloria and the Bach Magnificat, which makes more explicit ties with joy and victory in their praise of God. But what about this mighty fortress that we're talking about this week? Let's find out after we listen to the first movement. I've not been playing the first movement underneath my talking because I feel it should be listened to with our full attention. It's a fugue with entries coming in at different times in different voice parts. The melody at the beginning of the fugue sounds a lot like the melody that we have just heard in the last movement and also it creeps up in the harmony parts as well. When someone, when some other voice part is singing something, the other voice part that's pro providing a counter melody also has ties with the melody that we heard in the last movement. Let's have a listen.
that was the first movement of J.S. Bach's cantata Ein Festerburg ist unser Gott. You're listening to Sacred Music Spotlight with me, Mariam. So why D major in this cantata? We need to give a bit of context. Bach would write a cantata for basically every Sunday Mass at the church in Leipzig that he was working at at the time. But this cantata was for a special occasion. Bach wrote cantatas for special occasions like Christmas and Easter. This cantata, Ein Festerburg ist unser Gott, was for a service on the 31st of October, Reformation Day. Bach was a Lutheran and a very devout one as well. This service was important for him and all the other Lutherans. It's a celebration of victory, celebrating the Reformation. In fact, this cantata is called a chorale cantata because it uses a chorale theme written by Martin Luther. This theme is heard harmonised as the last movement, but the ideas of the theme are actually integrated in the vocal part from the first movement. The chorale theme, here called a cantus firmus, is heard in the trumpets and oboes as well as in the very bass. A cantus firmus is a pre-existing melody that forms the basis of a polyphonic composition. The pre-existing melody is the Martin Luther melody that we heard in the last movement. And we could tell in the first movement that this is a fugue, the texture is very polyphonic. Many people doing different things at the same time. The vocal entries in the first movement come in with a melody very similar to the chorale melody. In fact, the first movement is structured in many little sections which are to do with and in the order of the phrases in Martin Luther's chorale melody. Let's move on to the second movement now. This movement is a duet for soprano and bass soloists. It's structured in a form called ritornello form. Ritornello means return in Italian and in music it basically means that there's a theme that repeats in the movement. This theme is in the violins and viola in unison. It's a very exciting and quick melody that leaps between different ranges and ramps us up for celebration. When the violins and viola have finished playing that, the bass soloists start going wild. The bass solo part has very intricate and florid lines with short notes very frequently. The soprano comes in a bar later with an ornamented version of Martin Luther's chorale melody. It's back again. It's in the oboe as well, in fact, the oboe is playing the same thing as the soprano at the same time, but slightly more ornamented. This is a texture called heterophony. Hetero meaning different and phony meaning sound, that two things are doing something at the same time, which are quite close to each other, but are different. 
After one soprano phrase, the ritornello tune briefly comes back. Then the soprano sings the next phrase of the chorale melody, embellished again, with the bass soloist still going wild. After that phrase, the ritornello comes back and the bass soloist finishes a phrase, gets to breathe, but starts the next one quite soon afterwards. The soprano sings the first two phrases again, because Martin Luther's theme repeats the first two phrases. After this fourth soprano phrase, the full ritornello theme is heard in the violins and violas. Then the soprano and the oboe do an embellished version of the fifth phrase. The ritornello kind of comes back. Then the soprano and oboe do the sixth phrase, then the seventh. Then we hear the ritornello again, but slightly modified. Then the eighth phrase. Then another modified ritornello. Then the ninth and final phrase. Then we hear the ritornello, as we did in the beginning, to close it off. The ritornello kind of acts as little phrase markings in between the soprano phrases to denote Martin Luther's melody, to make it easier for it to be picked up because the phrases are kind of isolated between little ritornello interjections. But the full-blown ritornello at the end and the beginning creates the cyclical feeling. The, the final phrase is the same as the second phrase and it creates this cyclical feeling and we know that the movement is about to end. It's very cool. Let's have a listen. In der Taufe, 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 in der
was the second movement of Bach's cantata Ein Feste Borg ist unser Gott. You're listening to Sacred Music Spotlight with me, Mariam. The next movement is a recitative for bass soloist. A recitative is when the forces are seriously reduced and are playing slow notes so that they can follow the voice so that the voice take, can take liberties in the rhythms that they're singing. They do this so that it sounds more like speech. Recitative, like the word recite, it's supposed to be sounding like someone talking. However, as this recitative moves on, the accompaniment has faster rhythms and the recitative turns into an arioso which is somewhere in between an aria and a recitative. Suddenly, the bass soloist has to be in time with the instruments. The harmony is very clashy and minor. This makes the music sound sad and painful. The text is telling of this. While it does talk about God and praises God, it talks more about overcoming Satan than about God. That we should not let Satan or vices enter our souls. So the text is dark and the music is dark to match. The Arioso has the same text repeated. Das Christi Geist mit dir sich fest verbinder, which translates to that the spirit of Christ may securely bond itself to you. This is in a section which has more structure in it. It feels musically more secure, like the text. And it's repeated three times. This is the takeaway message. This is what we need to remember. We want to be bonded with Christ's spirit. Let's have a listen. So große Liebe, da Jesus sich 
That was the third movement of Bach's cantata Ein Fester Burg ist unser Gott. You're listening to Sacred Music Spotlights with me, Mariam. Let's move on to the fourth movement of the cantata. This is an aria for soprano soloist and a small ensemble accompanying. Having such a small group, a company and aria, makes the music feel more intimate. And this is for a reason. The text says, Come into my heart as your house. The soloist is singing to Jesus to let him enter our hearts. After the triumph of the first movement, these intimate middle movements create an entirely new atmosphere. The fourth movement is slow and steady. It's contemplative. The soprano gets some long and ornamented melodies like the bass did in the second movement. This time it feels more pained than it does celebratory. The soloist repeats the words weg, which means away. This shows that we are determined for sin to get away from us. Bach also lengthens the word verlangen at the end. Verlangen means desire. We are talking about desiring Jesus and the word desire is lengthened. We want Jesus to enter our hearts. That is why the congregation is here in church on Reformation Day. 
That was the fourth movement of Bach's cantata Ein Feste Burg ist unser Gott. You're listening to Sacred Music Spotlight with me, Mariam. We are halfway through the cantata now and we get to another choral movement. This is an interesting one because the choir is all in unison or in octaves. They're singing the same thing. And that same thing is Martin Luther's chorale melody. We're back. The meter is compound time, which means that every beat can be split into three quavers instead of two. We are in 6-8, which means that there are two beats and each, in each of those beats there are three sub-beats. This makes the music sound more joyful. The key is back in the home key of D major for the first time since the second movement. The full orchestra is back in for the first time since the first movement. We are feeling so much happier and this is especially seen when we compare the fifth movement with the fourth movement, which we've just listened to. The fourth movement with its pained, intimate display of desire for Jesus, compared with the celebratory 
loud delivery of the fifth movement and the fact that these would have been heard without me talking in between makes the comparison even more obvious. The first line in the text talks about devils and Satan does come up but the focus of the text here is God shielding us from these devils and us being joyful and confident because we know that God will protect us. The full orchestra, the compound time and the strength of the choir in octaves makes a strong, confident and joyful delivery of the text. The choir is singing the exact same thing at the exact same time, which means that their text is at the exact same time and comes out more strongly and more crisply. It helps us to understand the text and since they are all singing the same melody, it helps us understand the melody too. And because this melody is the melody that Martin Luther wrote, it helps the congregation bring our thoughts to their faith and the Lutheran Church and Reformation Day and why they are even here in the first place. And it makes us joyful. The fast rhythms in the orchestra inject movement and excitement into the music. Let's have a listen.
that was the joyful and exciting fifth movement of Bach's cantata Ein Festerborg ist unser Gott. Time for the sixth movement. This is another recitative that turns into an arioso. So the speech rhythms that turn more like an aria. This time it's for the tenor soloist, which we haven't heard yet. This time there are really fast notes in the tenor and also in the accompaniment part. Let's see if this relates to the text. The first set of fast notes are in the tenor at the word Zela, which means soul. We are putting emphasis on our souls because this in the fourth movement is what Jesus was entering into. It needs to be preserved against the devil. The next set of quick notes is on the tenor on the word freudig, which means joyful or joyfully. The line says joyfully enter into the war. We have just heard a joyful movement, the fifth movement. So the word joyfully being emphasised here makes sense. But we are joyful also for Christ having died for us. We enter the war against Satan joyfully because we are fighting about and for something we love and care about, God. The next set of quick notes is in the accompaniment underneath the tenor singing the word gesvungen, which means forcibly. This is interesting because when the accompaniment part is moving, the tenor stays still. The line talks about God forcibly casting out sinners. The accompaniment here could represent God casting out a sinner and the tenor soloist representing the sinner who is unable to do anything about it. The music from this point becomes more action-packed because this is where the arioso starts. Again, Bach repeats the last line as he did in the third movement. The sixth movement, this last line is Dein Heiland bleibt dein Hort, translating to Your Saviour remains your refuge. This is the takeaway message. God is a mighty fortress within which we take refuge. God gives us shelter. The message comes back to the very beginning. We trust in God to keep us safe. So stehe denn bei Christi blutgefährte Fahne, fest und glaube, dass dein Haupt dich nicht verlässt. Ja, dass sein Sieg auch dir den Weg zu deiner Krone bahne, tritt freudig an den Krieg, wirst du nur Gottes Wort zu hören als bewahren, so wird der Feind gezwungen auszufahren, dein Heiland bleibt dein Heil, dein Heiland bleibt dein Hort. 
That was the sixth movement of Bach's cantata Ein Fester Burg ist unser Gott. You're listening to Sacred Music Spotlight with me, Mariam. The seventh movement is a duet. It's a duet in two ways. It's a duet between vocal soloists, alto and tenor, and it's also a duet between an oboe da caccia and a violin. An oboe da caccia is a lower-pitched oboe. Often in arias, Bach will pair a solo instrument with a solo singer. An example is Erbarme dich mein Gott from his St Matthew Passion, where he pairs an alto soloist with a solo violin. Here we have two voices and so there are two instruments. They start off and finish the movement. The voices come in together originally and then start singing at different times. The alto will sing something and the tenor will sing the same thing a bar later. The violin and oboe da caccia will similarly alternate fast passages. Both the soloists at this point are singing the same word, tragen, which means to bear or wear. The line is, how blessed indeed are they who bear God by mouth. The soloists are emphasising the amount to which the people are speaking when they preach to the people about God. There's an instrumental interlude and then the process repeats. The voices come in together and then sing at different times, swapping parts around. Now the lengthened word is faith. We are faithful to God and we are bearing God by faith. The congregation at the church at Reformation Day on the 31st of October was there because they were bearing God by faith. Otherwise they would not be at a church. We are reminded of how important faith is to Christianity. The next lengthened word is bleibet, which means stay or remain. Faith is remaining undefeated. There's no question about whether it is currently undefeated. It's only whether it stays that way. Currently, our faith in God is stronger than anything else. The next word that's lengthened is strike down. We have faith in God and that he will strike down our enemies. We can be confident in that. Our faith remains undefeated. The key switches into minor territory when we talk about death. Then the beginning is repeated. Quite literally, Bach didn't rewrite anything. He just said, go to the beginning, finish where it says to. A true da capo aria. Let's have a listen. Thank you. 
That was the seventh movement of Bach's cantata Ein Festeburg ist unser Gott. You're listening to Sacred Music Spotlights with me, Mariam. I will play the eighth and final movement again, but first, Bach's Ein Festeburg ist unser Gott. What can we take from it? It's a passionate setting of texts that ranges through many different moods, but ultimately comes back to one theme, our confidence in our faith, our confidence in God. We can trust him and he does good things for us like he always has. We can join God in the fight against Satan joyfully because we know that we have nothing to fear because God is on our side. There are some dark moments but that comes from Satan's existence and we can trust in God to help us defeat Satan and death. It's an ultimately hopeful message. It also shows our confidence in our faith. That the most important thing we can have is our faith in God. This is particularly important when considering the context of this piece. It was written for a service on Reformation Day a day that celebrates the Lutheran Church and by extension the Lutheran faith. 
Bach knows this. He was a Lutheran himself, quite devout. He puts the emphasis on faith in the text and in the way he sets it. We're in a key of triumph. We glorify God for all the great things he has done for us. We are happy. The last movement of this cantata is a chorale. This is not to be confused with the choral movements, which were the first and fifth movements. Those are different. Chorales are written with exactly four parts, soprano, alto, tenor and bass. Each vocal part is doubled by a few orchestral instruments each. A melody is given to the soprano and the alto, tenor and bass parts provide harmony for the melody in the soprano part. Everyone sings or plays at the same time. This is called homophony. This is a chorale which harmonises Martin Luther's melody that we've heard throughout the cantata in some way or another. It's a nice way to tie loose ends and bring the cantata to a close. The text also leaves us with a good message. To us indeed must the kingdom of heaven remain. the eighth and final movement of Bach's cantata Ein Fester Burg ist unser Gott and Sacred Music Spotlight with me, Mariam. See you next week. Oh.